What's going on guys? What's happening? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and we are in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 through 32. Continue our study uh, and reading on the marriage relationship and what's called the household codes. So uh, if you haven't read the verses yet, go ahead and check them out. Stop the tape, read it, come back, and we'll discuss the four questions. If you have already read it, then man, we're going to go ahead and jive jive on in. We're going to go ahead and jump on in, guys. What does it mean? What is Paul speaking about when he says these things? Well, the first thing, uh, let's, the first thing is we need to read scripture. Actually, first thing we need to talk about what we're going to say because he says therefore or in this way. And so uh, he says uh, therefore. And what do we know? It means that what's before it. It always talks about what's before it. And what he just said is that oh, the wife and the husband are uh, one body. It says that that the husband shared. Actually, matter of fact, the way that Paul does it is he switches instead of from body and he moves to flesh and he says that uh for no one hated his own flesh so first let let me start off like this he says that the wife or the husband should love his wife like his own body and then he switches and he says that um that we are i'm sorry he says he switches and he says that because no one ever hates his own flesh and this flesh idea is because now he's about to bring in this scripture from Genesis where he says that therefore it says that a man should leave his father and his mother and should cling or cleave to his wife and the two become one flesh. That's that Genesis. We know that. Jesus said that too as well. And so when Paul states this, he explains the idea of what he's talking about when he says that a husband should love his wife as himself. He uses scripture as his basis from uh, Genesis. Um, And so this one flesh thing is important because it is a union that, that God himself has ordained and bound together. It's a union that God has ordained and bound together. But see, this union is also... Uh, uh, the idea of what Christ has done for the church as well, uh, because it says this is a great mystery, man. And I say I'm talking about Christ as the church. Christ and the church is in this way. So the comparison is that the marriage bond or this unity, this oneness that happens with the husband and the wife is also the thing that happens with Christ and the church a union that is special and some mystery. And the mystery is how uh, how this bond not only is so, but also the fact that it represents that bond. Like, uh, this has not been known from the times past, because what does mystery talk about when we've been reading the scriptures? Well, the mystery has always been something that is revealed about the gospel that hadn't been previously known, but now has been known in these times since the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so because God has revealed himself in the man, Jesus Christ, and has done a amazing, glorious representation of who God is, as well as saving us from our sins, then we see in marriage the relationship that Christ has with his church, with his bride. And in that relationship that we saw, we we saw that as a whole, as a bride, as a whole, that we are united together, but we are still unique. 
We still have traits and characteristics that God has endowed us with that we use in this bond of unity as we are bound with Christ to bring him glory. And so in the same way, marriage is that way. And um, there's a, a Greek word that's called pro pros, I'm sorry, I always do the O's with the O's, but it's a pros kalathesetai. And pros kalathesetai, it means like a bond that's connected, but not like an alloy. And what I what I mean by that is that um, an alloy mixes and it becomes like um, a congealed, is that the word, you know, homogenous substance, while a bond takes two things and puts them together and seals them together, where they still uh, have their distinct properties, yet they are one substance. And so I, I think the idea of that in using that term, as Paul's saying, that we still have our uniqueness in our marriage, yet those uniquenesses complement each other in order that we might build each other up in the name of Christ. So this bond that we have, we still maintain our identities, but that identity becomes one identity. Uh, to, to say the thing is like um, your, your wife may be a great teacher, and so she doesn't lose her role as being this teacher of, of knowledge and wisdom just because she's married to you, her husband. A matter of fact, as a husband, you should uh, encourage and, and, and exhort her and, and help her to grow in this because that's what it says, that we should love our own body. And if you have a skill as uh, you, you do as a husband, you would want to increase that skill to make it better. And so in the same way, the individual things that your wife has that is, is good and, and glorious and, and honoring to God, we should be helping to build in them. In the same way, though, this is for the wives. Because we are one body, this is a, one of the things that is reciprocal in this marriage is because we are one flesh. But we can't keep it there. We got to go to the fact that this is a mystery of Christ as well is that Christ has bonded himself to us in such a way that it's so powerful, it's so intimate. See, that's the thing about marriage in this in this context, that the husband is leave the father and mother and he bounds himself. He is bound in one flesh to his wife. And this is an intimate knowledge, an intimate relationship, a coming together. And so in the same way Christ has done this with us as the church, he's come together intimately he has bonded himself with us he has bound himself to us what a powerful what a wonderful and what a loving thing what's to say about god man we are united with christ man that we are in christ man and and, and the scripture says what what uh, uh what jesus says is that uh, what what god has put together let no man divide and so man we will not be divided from christ ever Man, we are united with Christ, and he has bound us together with him. And this this whole idea that Paul is writing about, again, identity as the church, and as we're talking about these things, I want us to keep that in our mind, that it is always about the identity as the body of believers connected to Christ because of his purposes, sealed by the Spirit, 
and being chosen by God. This is all because of that. And as we get into these actions, if we're talking about the life and the family home, we're talking about this in light of those things. So our actions in living out this life like this demonstrate and prove to the world the goodness and the order and the power and the wonder of Christ in us. And so I, I, I don't, I don't want to forget all of that. I, I don't want to um, push that over. I want to remind us of that. And in that way, it is the unity that we have with Christ bound us. He has bound us in him in love, which is so, so wonderful. And in the same way, what is man supposed to do? Well, as we are unified in marriage, man, that this is a bond that will not be separated. This is, this is something that will not be torn apart. It is that important. And when I speak about these things, man, I have to go back to God, man, because it just makes me think one more thing is that, man, he loves us so much we will never leave. It gives us security, security to know that God is faithful to us. That I think we read maybe a couple episodes ago where it talks about how he's washing us with these waters, man. And that he knew beforehand the dirtiness of us, but he cleansed us up and presented himself and presented us. That we have security, that we know that when we are with him, we are with him. That's powerful. That's wonderful. And that's awesome. But let me uh, let me go back now to what it says um, in 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 uh, for man is that yes we are married we are together we are bound together in an intimate way that God has created us as one being and in so doing we each become a part of each other cherishing nourishing and growing so that we can represent Christ to the world. That's the purpose of marriage is a wonderful bond of, of fellowship and love and, and power. And see, this, this, is, this is wonderful things, man, to have in, in marriage. But then at the same time, it is also to display the relationship between Christ and his church. So how can we apply these truths to our lives, man? Is Man, I think that first off, I, I just want us to think about talking about contemplating the goodness of God is that how he loves us so much that we will never, never lose this relationship because he has bound us together. He's covered himself with us, bound us together, and we are secure in him. So don't fear, don't threat, fret. Be, be just overjoyed and overwhelmed by the bond that we have with Christ, so much so that we will never be broken from him. But second, I think maybe you should take a look at what your strengths are of your partner as a husband and as a wife and encourage them in those. Encourage them to be the, the speaker that they are. Encourage them to be the reader that they are. Encourage them to be the caregiver that they are. Encourage to be the giver that they are. Whatever it is, encourage them in that because as those things increase in them, those things increase for the glory of God, but also in your marriage together. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.